Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024. We are starting season eight of the Tan and J-Man show. This is episode number 372, going on our eighth year of doing this. It is 2024, and uh, couldn't feel any better than I do right now. How are you feeling? Feeling good, J-Man. It's just yeah. it's hard to believe it's 2024. I mean, I know in life we get older, years progress, but it's just, you know, I was sitting there thinking today, I was like, I remember when it was 2007, 2008, yeah. and now it's 2024. So yeah, it's it's funny you say that because for some reason my algorithm on YouTube two days ago, I was just cruising through there and it was like Tennessee Titans versus the Carolina Panthers, September 14th, 2007. So I'm, like, I'm going to click on that, and you know it doesn't seem that long ago, but the game looked like it was from 1975. It was absurd. Um, yeah how things how much different things looked i mean you even look back at like college basketball back like 2012 their sh their shorts were about down around their ankles <laughs> and now you just don't see that anymore and we, we thought that was normal back in the day but uh things done changed but the tan and j man show has not for the most part still rolling still rolling on uh yeah kicking off episode eight like or episode eight episode 372 uh Episode one of season eight tonight. Um, and we got our bold predictions, our first part one of three. So our first eight of the 24 bold predictions for 2024 tonight. So look forward to that. We're talking college hoops, NFL, maybe a little college football since bowl games have been played. And one of the two college football playoff games is going on as we speak. But I do have birdie or bogey ready to kick off the year for you. You smoked me last year. It's big that you're starting this because it feels like whoever starts the worst uh, usually ends up losing. So uh, might as well mark me down for a bogey. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a it's a multi-answer question. So there are five head coaches in NCAA football history who have coached a team to 14 or more bowl wins. Can you name them? All right. Give you a – well, uh, I'm going to make it tough. Four for a par, five All for right. birdie. Does this include playoff games as bowl games? I would assume so, yes. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Birdie or Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House is upscale cuisine and cocktails. Casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. They are closed for the holidays. They will open back up, looks like, on Sunday. January 7th. Is that Sunday? I think that's Sunday. It'll be uh, It'll be next Monday, though. Uh, they're closed on Sundays, so mm -hmm. I, I know their post said that, but it'll, January be, uh, it'll be next Monday, January 8th. When you can get $2 whole smoked wings and $1 off domestic brewskis. Yeah, and if you're there, tell them to put the uh, Tan and J-Man show right up on the television. So Yeah, yeah. 6.30 Eastern Time. 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. 5.30 Central Time. I will go through Mountain, 3.30 Pacific. <laughs> go on and on. Uh, 1.30 Hawaiian Time, so... Yeah, just man, the Hawaiians can uh, watch us on their lunch break, pretty much at one thirty. <laughs> they really can. They really can. I've always, I've always thought you know living out in the West Coast would be terrible for watching sports, but everyone that lives out in the West Coast says it's awesome because the Sunday night games are ending at like seven thirty, eight thirty. Right. It just, it just takes time to get used to. I mean, I've watched a decent amount of sports games when I've been out in Denver, Colorado, on Mountain Time, and it's different, but. 
if you get used to it, then then you like it. So USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington fans next year watching those noon kickoffs have to be nine a.m. up bright and early. Not that UCLA really has football fans, but uh, right or USC for that matter. It seems like. But. Well, USC. Oh, some Pac-12 fans got used to it this year because Colorado was the Fox Big Noon game all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So some of them got used to it. And Dion says he wants more privacy this year. So uh, we'll see how that goes for he him. He brings it on himself. He does. He does. He's got no one to blame on himself. Come on. Come on. Um, well, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do some on this day? Do you want to jump right into our eight eight of our 24 bowl predictions for 2024? What, what do you want to do? I say we start with the bowl predictions. All right. All right. Um, I'll go first. Uh, Rory McIlroy will win the Masters. Uh, I think that was my first one last year. I'm just going to keep it on there until until uh, it actually happens, and we'll we'll see if it ever happens. He's going to be one of the favorites. He is every year. Um, I mean, he's one of the best players in the world. It's just it's just crazy. We win a decade without him winning a major, not even the Masters, which he's never won, but a major. Yeah. So um, no, I like it. I would have been disappointed if you didn't. Put that on your list just with your uh, your little gimmick and your stick. So hey, maybe you need to get the shirt off tannandjmanshowstore.com. Maybe that's what it's going to take. Yeah. Well, my first bold prediction, I I don't know how bold it is, but I, I'm trying to get some of these right. So, you know, there's some strategy there to me. My first bold prediction, Purdue basketball repeats as Big Ten champions. That's probably going to happen now after the latest news. Which we will, of, uh, yeah, Big we Ten land talk about later on in the pod. So. Yeah, um, the Chicago Cubs will finish dead last in the NL Central. Um, what? That's uh, that's my bold prediction. Maybe it's just because what? I'm angry about the way the off season's going. They could be uh, worse than it, the Pirates if they don't do anything the rest of the off season, which they will do something. You would think, uh, and I, I, st- I still think Cody Bellinger probably comes back and they'll make some other moves and they'll probably be halfway decent, but uh, I've, I'm grumpy right now. So I put them uh, finished yeah, last. That's Central fair. Weekend, I mean, new but... manager and every, everybody's fired up. Well, do something, Jed. <laughs> uh, my number two is Purdue makes his first final four since 1980. Um, I put it on there last year. As long as they're good, it might turn into my version of Roy McIlroy wins the Masters. I'm just going to keep doing it till it happens, uh, as long as they're good. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, Matt Painter's had some pretty good shots at it over the years, but I think this is, as long as everybody stays healthy, this is his best shot. Especially what happened last year. Um, I yeah. mean, Virginia, the year after they did, they went and won a national title. So yep. uh, Purdue's very well set up. For that and I'm actually going to piggyback on that and say Big Ten finally wins a national championship for the first time since Michigan State did it. So, all right, well, I would like that one. And I'm picking Wisconsin. Oh, that would just be awful. <laughs> well, hey, this, this, uh, th- I think they're the third best team in the conference. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> so, was that your number three then? That is my number okay. three. My number three, uh, Purdue one, my last Purdue one. I swear these aren't all Purdue, but this is my last Purdue one. Uh, Purdue football will make a bowl game. Um, I know that's not huge for a lot of schools anymore. I mean, it takes six, heck, sometimes five, in some cases of Minnesota. But um, with the tough schedule next year, an improvement to six wins from four, I think would be a step in the right direction. So For sure. Yep. For sure. Uh, the Buffalo Bills go on a heater and win the Super Bowl. I could see that. Um, I could see that. They're, um, they got some momentum going right now. And, so. and honestly, depending on how this weekend turns out, 
if uh, the Jags win and the Steelers win, the Bills will have to win in Miami to even make the playoffs. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah. My number four, Deion Sanders leaves Colorado after the 2024 season. I think he goes NFL somewhere else, just quits. I think he goes to coach somewhere else. I don't know if it would be NFL or, or within college football. I just think, you know, you look at what they're doing. They're hitting the transfer portal extremely hard. They only have six commits out of high school. I think he's loading it up this year for Shadir and and um, Travis Hunter and, and his other his other um, son. Oh, that name's escaping me. But Isn't he's good. He's, he's leaving nothing for the years after that. I mean, I, I, I know you can go in portal, but – just doing portal only without still recruiting high school is going to bite your program. There's yeah. going to be no development. So. And knowing the NCAA, they will swing it back the exact opposite direction, and he'll absolutely be screwed yep. if if they were to do that. So. I just yeah. think – I know they'll throw as much money possible as they, as, as they can at him to stay, but I just think, especially if they don't have a great season next year and he has an opportunity to go somewhere, yeah. he'll take it. Um, Big Ten basketball will only have five NCAA tourney teams this year. I think that's they're probably going to end up with eight, but that's a bold prediction because I think there's probably only five tourney-worthy teams. Um, Purdue, I still think Illinois is probably the second-best team in the conference even after the Shannon news. Uh, Wisconsin, I think Ohio State probably gets in, although they did not look very good against West Virginia over the weekend. And then I'm thinking probably Michigan State. They'll, yeah. they'll keep their string together, but I think I think Rutgers is trash. Iowa's bad. Uh, Northwestern, I just I just can't give it to them. Although they'll probably be in there. Um, and then Nebraska. I mean, they've looked pretty good, but who have they beaten? They did win in Kansas State. It was not very good, but it's a road win. Um, Minnesota's Minnesota. Um, Maryland's looked bad so far. Michigan terrible loss to McNeese State uh, this past week. So uh, it's pretty pretty down year, and if Purdue doesn't win the conference, it'll be a uh, disaster of a season, in my opinion. For the way I'm looking at it, is Purdue won the conference last year by three games, and I yeah, think that's, that's pretty I think wide. Purdue's margin. better this year, and I think the conference is worse than it was last year. Yes. So. Yeah. My number five, it's a guy that's uh, currently on the sidelines uh, in the Rose Bowl right now. I think Jim Harbaugh's an NFL coach in uh, 2024. I also put that on my bold predictions, so we'll either be celebrating together or go down together. So. I think I put it on mine last year, and it wasn't right. So, yeah. But I just think – I know he's done great things at Michigan, but I think there's just a lot of baggage there. And I mean, Because if he loses to Alabama, which I, last time I checked, Michigan was up 14-7. to But if he loses to Alabama, then it's like that's three years in a row. He hasn't won a single playoff game, let alone got to the championship and lost. So – yeah, and uh, Black Monday is coming too. So, yep, yep, um, yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL. Um, piggyback on that, it the momentum feels like he's leave, he's leaning towards the NFL. He, he hired that guy that is uh known to putting coaches in the NFL, right? Um, but it'll be interesting to see what jobs open because I mean, a lot of people thought hey, he's going to be a Chicago Bears coach. Well, Everflus is back. Yep. Um, Chargers make sense, right? Um, other than that. What's open? I think Atlanta opens. I think New England um, opens. I think New England opens, done. Yeah. I think Washington, Washington opens. opens for sure. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm not seeing. Hold up. Maybe Pete Carroll retires. 
It's a possibility. Uh, I, I don't think the Jets open up uh, could, but I think Salah's a pretty good coach. Um, maybe Gannon's a one and done in Arizona, but I have a hard time I think believing he's done that. a pretty good job. Look at him, he's a really good job <laughs> considering what's gone on. Um, McCarthy's I think Vrabel's built up enough goodwill over the past couple of years that if they fire him after one bad year where his quarterback situation is terrible, then uh, they yeah, need true. new ownership there, in my opinion. True. So, because true. I, I think Vrabel's a really good head coach. Yeah, the only way maybe Dallas opens up if they're one and done in the playoffs. Potentially, Maybe yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, my next one: the Bears keep Justin Fields and trade the number one overall pick. Mm, you don't think they'd go uh, Harrison Jr. there, huh? They could. They um, should, but, in my opinion. But I think they can draft a bunch, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, Marvin's going to be great, but I, man, the haul they could get there for that number yeah. one overall pick yeah. could set them up pretty pretty brightly so. they could trade down to three four five and potentially yeah. still pick up harrison right. jr anyway and get right. a massive hole for next year maybe get another first round pick for next year so. mm-hmm. um i made this list before sunday's games uh but uh, christian mccaffrey wins the mvp not happening uh that's that's gonna be <laughs> lamar but yes. i uh, stayed true to my word yeah uh, yeah yep. well did you did you put a year on it because it could be next season if you didn't i didn't so i'm leaving it open all right, open, that's fair. Open that's to fair. interpretation. I, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, my seventh is Russell Wilson will be a starting quarterback in 2024, just not in Denver. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll get that one. Um, I don't know where he fits, honestly. Maybe Washington. Maybe Washington. Maybe Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, it's yeah. just I don't know if some offensive coaches want to retool what they do for Russell Wilson, but if you bring him, you're going to have to. Um, there are teams that need to retool like the Pittsburgh Steelers. So yeah. it makes sense to do that. But with Daryl Bevel to run their offense. Who was but with the amount of money that Russell's going to want, Pittsburgh would have to maybe hold back on signing as many defensive players as they're accustomed to. Yeah. And uh, honestly, Russell's going to want a lot of money and he's not going to get what he wants after uh, how the two years in Denver went. So, I mean, they're good people. Be a potential that he's nowhere, I guess, week yeah. one, because I don't see him accepting a backup role. No, absolutely not. I just he don't. I absolutely think he's good enough to still be a starter in the NFL. Um, I, I know his time in Seattle ended poorly, but maybe he ends up back there if Pete Carroll retires or something. Um, maybe. That'd be weird. I, yeah, it would be weird. I think they they should be in the market for a starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my final one here, the L.A. Dodgers will win 115 or more games Ooh. but lose in the NLDS in, t- in typical Dodger fashion. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. My last one, I know a lot of these were heavy on my favorite teams, and I promise the next two weeks won't. I was trying to keep it very basketball or football-centric tonight. Uh, the Broncos will draft a quarterback in the first round. Interesting. I don't know what else they would do if they don't. I wonder if they're a potential team to trade up for a Drake May or Caleb Williams. Uh, I don't know if they have enough capital to trade up that far. I mean, they maybe could crack and maybe in the back half of the top 10, but I don't even know. A lot of mock drafts don't have Jaden Daniels slipping out of the top five. They have three quarterbacks going top five. That's crazy. So, yeah. so uh, then, then, then you're looking at number four. I mean, maybe Bo Nix, maybe, maybe Michael Penix, but Penix's injury history scares me. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't even think those guys are maybe even worthy of a first round pick. Those. I. I don't know. 
you always see teams reach, and there's always guys that have such helium heading up to the draft that they end up going way higher than they probably right. should, like a Kenny Pickett. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah pick, picking in that you know 12 to 16 range is such a terrible spot to pick, especially for a quarterback. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very rare that good quarterbacks fall to that range. You usually see them fall maybe to the end of the first round because there's concerns or they'll be in that top five. So Right. I just don't know what else they do. I mean, Jared Stidham is going to be on the roster one way or the other because, yeah, I'm a two-year, $10 million deal. And I, could, and I could see him even being a week one starter next year, honestly, if you if you do draft a rookie. But looking at the veteran options out there in 2024, for one, they're not going to have a lot of money to spend because assuming they do cut Russell Wilson. And two, there's not a lot of options out there that are – much better than Jared Stidham, really. So yeah, I, agree I don't know. You. It's weird, man. It's they're back on the carousel again. Yeah, I mean they did the veteran quarterbacks for a few years, you know Keenum and Flacco, and that went poorly. And then obviously did this huge trade that looked like it was going to work, and then it's probably going to go down as maybe the worst trade and extension maybe in NFL history. Or Deshaun uh, Watson. Or yeah, the Deshaun Watson one's looking bad now. Especially That's fully after- guaranteed that one. Yeah, well. Flacco deal out there but uh yeah yeah so uh, i got a text from sean shriver loyal viewer to show i hope to god russell doesn't go to pittsburgh (laughs) yeah hey they got a little good thing rolling right now with mason rudolph so we shouldn't even call sean shriver a fan anymore we should we should call him a contributor honestly he is the producer of the show at this point right pretty much yeah Content creator for us, but uh, I like your I like your first date. I'm looking forward to your next list of eight next week. So I am absolutely dreading trying to come up with them. They, they get tougher and tougher. <laughs> they do. The first the first date are real easy, but after that it gets. Uh, when she had about 15, 16 starts. Uh, then you're just reaching. You're doing like what I did last year with uh, Joseph Newgarder. We'll win the eighty five hundred, and then he does, and I'm like, wow. I'm- which which is why I only got uh, one of twenty three correct uh, last year. <laughs> Your goal should be two this year. Yeah. So double my output. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to get educated about sporting events that happened on January 1st? Uh, let's see here. The first Rose Bowl game was played on this day, 1902. Yeah. It, uh, it was played between Michigan and Stanford. Michigan beat Stanford 49 to zero. Fullback Neil Snow was the MVP. Legend. Legendary Neil. Um, and then the second one wasn't played till 1916, and then the third one, 1917, 18, and so forth. That was probably because of the war, I'm guessing. There, yeah. speaking uh-huh. of the Rose Bowl, Michigan is up 13 to 10 at halftime. 13 to 10, yeah, that's right. I, I saw him botched an extra point, I forgot it was on 14. Um, wow, lots of Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl. It, it is January. I mean, it is, yeah, it, this is, that's just like all it is. I'm I'm trying to, I'm only in the 40s right now. I'm scrolling, trying to get to at least some that I can make you maybe guess on. Uh, the, on this day, 1961, the first AFL championship game was played as the Houston Oilers beat the Los Angeles Chargers 24 to 16. George Blanda threw three touchdowns, had three conversions, and a field goal. Uh, on this day, nineteen sixty-one, Briggs Stadium, home of baseball's Detroit Tigers, was officially renamed Tiger Stadium. Um, holy cow! A lot of bowl games. 
on the day 1976, after 45 years of coaching, Paul Brown of the Browns and the Bengals announced his retirement from the National Football League. There are only two head coaches in Cleveland Browns history to have 11 wins in multiple seasons, Paul Brown and Kevin Stefanski. Pretty good list for Stefanski yeah. to be a part of. Pretty terrible history there for the Cleveland Browns, though. That is true. All right. Well, it's all bowl games. Let's get into like the modern day and see if I can make you guess something here. Mm. All right. <laughs> On this day in 2008, who played in the Sugar Bowl? 2008. That one of those years that uh, Notre Dame got whooped by LSU. It actually was not. No, got it. I don't know. Number five, Georgia beat number ten, Hawaii, forty-one to ten. Brennan, yeah. 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 Also on this day, two thousand eight, who played in the Rose Bowl? Rose Bowl two thousand. I think that was Illinois USC, wasn't it? U.S. number six USC beat number thirteen Illinois, forty-nine seventeen. Yeah. There was only one player on that field uh, who deserved to be on the same field as USC, and that was Rashard Mendenhall, who uh, tried to create a race war on Twitter here the past <laughs> the past week or so. Uh, on this day, 2001, both Notre Dame and Purdue lost their BCS Bowl games. Number four, Washington beat number 14, Purdue 34-24. Number five, Oregon State beat number 10, Notre Dame 41-9. to yeah. Is that the only BCS Bowl uh, Purdue went to? Yes. Was it? Yep. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, man. On this day in 2015, who played in the 101st Rose Bowl? It was National Championship Playoff Semifinal. 2015. Mm-hmm. Is that um, was that o- Oregon and Alabama? Number two, Oregon beat number three, Florida State, fifty-nine to twenty. I remember as a woman. And also on this day in the other national championship playoff semifinal game, who played in the eighty-first Sugar Bowl? I have no idea. Number four, um, Ohio State beat number one Alabama, forty-two was that thirty-five. The, uh, Cardale Jones. Yes, it was. Mm. On this day, two thousand nineteen, who played in one hundred fifth Rose Bowl? Twenty nineteen was that the Penn State Utah? Good guess. Uh, it was number five Ohio State beating number nine Washington twenty-eight twenty-three. No, MVPs was Dwayne Haskins and Brendan White. Um, who played in the on this day in 2021 just two years ago who played in the 107th Rose Bowl 21 um, it was part of the playoff it was part of the playoff okay Uh, um, Ohio State number one Alabama beat number four Notre Dame 31-14. 31-14. Couldn't have told you Notre Dame was in the playoff two years ago. That's how much I've followed it. Yeah. So, 
And on this day last year, Chicago Bulls forward DeMar DeRozan became the first player in, NFL, in NBA history to hit buzzer beaters on consecutive days. He hit three pointers to beat the Wizards and the previous night to beat the Pacers. I remember the Pacers won. <clears throat> I'm going to a Bulls game. Uh, February 3rd against the Sacramento Kings. Hey, Kings are good, man. Yeah, first uh, Bulls game I've been to since 2010. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, my mother-in-law got my tickets. Very cool. Man, at least you get to see a good team play against the Bulls. So. Yeah, I'm I'm the one that picked the game out because a lot of them were like Bulls and Pistons. Bulls oh, and... boy. Yeah, that would have been – Yeah. Yeah, yeah NBA, you either want to see a good team or a team that has a superstar player. Superstar, yeah. yeah. But that is the first on this day of 2024, which we are proud and excited to announce that it will be brought to you by, like it was last year, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram and on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. I was actually texting with Thad today, and it sounds like he's going to be hitting the social media pretty hard, getting a lot of his uh, recently completed projects up there so everybody can see it because he's, uh, he's been working hard again. So so check out his work. He does great work. And uh, get your order in. Let him know the Tan and J-Man show sent you. And save a little money. All right, J-Man, I, th- I think we should talk some college hoops. Uh, I feel like every week we reserve, we try to reserve the end to college hoops and we don't manage the time well. We run out of yeah. time. So, I mean. Yeah, um, Big Ten play starting up the re-up this week. Restarting up, uh, this week tomorrow with some games. But uh, the biggest news, uh, Thursday it broke that Terrence Shannon Jr., Illinois' best player, and uh, arguably the second best player in the country. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I think but, he was definitely a midseason All-American, so he's definitely. probably one of the five. Yeah. yeah. Um, charged with uh, rape yeah, out in Kansas. It happened in um, September, for those who uh, did not know. Uh, but uh, So he is suspended indefinitely. Some details have come out. Don't really know. Um, don't want to speculate on what's going to happen to him. Uh, or say it was not as serious as it sounds because it's pretty serious. Um, but um, could be coming back sometime within the next few weeks, or he could be suspended forever. Uh, you just you don't really know uh, what's going on. But uh, feel terrible for the victim, obviously. And uh, if uh, this is true, Shannon obviously screwed up his life and shouldn't be part of college basketball at all. And I'll have a hard time if an NBA team even picks him up. Um, at this point, but he, he was trending towards being a lottery pick. So um, should uh, this all be true? He really, he really screwed himself up, uh, screwed up his life, uh, which he has no one to blame but himself. But, uh, and, and I haven't read the details or anything. Cause when it comes to this stuff, I, I just don't like reading it. I find it very, very disturbing and hard to talk about, to be honest. But if so, Illinois knew about this though, right. For a little while. Yes. So um, the school's known about it since end of September. They didn't have an actionable, forget the term they used, action, actionable thing to suspend him until the warrant came out. And what he's accused of doing, they did not know that that would be classified as rape. 
gotcha. um, which it is out in Kansas and it probably gotcha. is not in the state of Illinois. Um, so they obviously suspended him uh, right when more details came out because they did not know any details really at all until um, last Wednesday. And um, it honestly sounded like they, they, they knew he was being investigated for something. And the thing that Illinois does that's very smart is they keep the coach completely out of it. Not not completely out of it. He, he knows what's going on, but they completely separate him so he can just worry about the team, uh, not conduct his own investigation because sometimes coaches want to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that happened. And as far as basketball goes, obviously hurts. Uh, top oh, five yeah. player in the country. Um, the biggest menace in transition out of anyone in the country, uh, his speed defensively he's one of the better defenders in the country he's shooting the ball better than he ever has great leader all of that so basketball wise that absolutely kills you um still think they're a pretty solid team um should be a tourney team regardless uh, and i still think they're probably one of the four or five best teams in the conference um they just don't have that go-to guy uh, now that they played a bad fdu team but i was pretty encouraged by the way uh, offensively they moved the ball and arguably they moved it better they had more assists than they have in any game this year um, Marcus Domas got a double-double, 11 points, 11 assists. Quincy Guerre, who's been fantastic the past couple weeks, had a double-double. And then uh, Ty Rogers had his first career double-double. Uh, so feel pretty good about them going forward, and they should be good enough to uh, get that double by. But it uh, wouldn't surprise me at all if they uh, kind of scrape and try to get um, into the NCAA tournament and they're on that bubble. Uh, but as of right now, they're the number nine team in the country. It'll be a top-10 matchup on Friday night at uh, Mackey Arena. But uh, – I am no longer looking forward to that game like I was, <laughs> uh, which I'm never looking forward to a game at Mackey Arena, but uh, I felt like this Illinois version of the Illinois team could potentially knock them off, but not anymore. I will be making my uh, Mackey Arena debut Friday yeah. night, so I am, I am looking forward to that. But Purdue's got a road test before that. They, they traveled to College Park to play Maryland, and Maryland absolutely shellacked Purdue there last year. Um, I know there's going to be no students there, but – Life on the road, especially in the Big Ten, is hard. So I expect a war tomorrow night. Um, especially a Maryland team who has not played well. Um, right. team that was projected to finish, I think they're a preseason ranked third in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have struggled against about everyone. They did win on the road against a bad UCLA team. But uh, still, they say that building, that building does get rocking, especially when good teams, I mean, number one team in the country and Purdue's coming there. Uh, but they say it's just as difficult to play when there's no one there. So yeah. uh, yeah. who knows how the crowd's going to be. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock tip. I don't know if that's going to affect anything or not. Because um, I know sometimes in D.C. it's hard for people to get to those earlier tips yeah. than later tips. But uh, got to get through that. I mean, they took care of business their last two non-con games the last two weeks against Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville. Um, there was times they looked sloppy in those, but in the end they took care of business pretty easily. Um, so they went undefeated in their non-conference schedule for the third straight year. Uh, first time a Big Ten team's ever done that, and pretty crazy with the gauntlet they've had over the last three years, especially this year, to get through. But um, besides overtime loss against Northwestern, I really have nothing to complain about at this point. Mm-hmm. So just keep not. keep the train rolling, and uh, yeah, um, uh, other teams in the Big Ten. I mean, looking at the schedule this week, I know Indiana travels to Lincoln on Wednesday night, uh, nine o'clocker to play Nebraska. That won't be easy. Um, Nebraska's a tough place to play. Nebraska's, and they're arguably maybe a top five um, team in the Big Ten mm-hmm. right now. But other games tomorrow night, Illinois hosting Northwestern. Illinois is a uh, five-and-a-half-point favorite. 
I see. Uh, Purdue's a seven and a half point favorite out in Maryland. And I was at Wisconsin and Wisconsin seven and a half point favorite. So you got the three best teams, in my opinion. I mean, the yeah. three ranked teams you got three best teams in action tomorrow night. And I think I'm going to take all three of those teams too. I think Purdue wins fairly handily. Uh, Wisconsin beats a mediocre Iowa team. And I think Illinois, even without Shannon, it will be more difficult. Obviously it's going to be more difficult. That's a, the most obvious statement ever, uh, especially <laughs> a guy trying to guard boo booey, but uh supporting cast Illinois is quite a bit better. So I right. think Illinois takes care of business there. Uh then Wednesday night I said Indiana's at Nebraska. We also have Rutgers at Ohio State. The Rutgers team that escaped having the worst loss of any Big Ten team this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A two two and eleven uh, team. I don't even remember who they were. Um and they're missing three guys. That team they were playing. I mean that is Absolutely pathetic. They that hit makes, a three with 12 seconds left, or they're not winning. They're not winning that man, game. Man, that is embarrassing. That team just can't score. So give me Ohio State in that one. I'm, I'm taking Nebraska against Indiana. I am too. Um, in Indiana, I mean, they have wins at Michigan, which I know Michigan's bad, but on the road in the Big Ten, it's tough. And they have a home uh-huh. win against a bad Maryland team. Uh, and man, they have they have skirted by by the skin of their teeth. Um, against some of these bad low a major few by my games as Roth uh, calls few them. Games, yeah. yeah, but uh, you, you know, if you want to be a bubble team, you can't lose those, and they didn't lose them. So right. uh, I, I know their net rating rating is pretty bad, where they're not even close to an NCAA tournament team right now. But if they were to win in Nebraska, they'll be climbing up that list a little bit. So a big, big game for Indiana, but uh, definitely a big game for Nebraska if they want to be uh, yes one of the better teams in the Big Ten. And I wonder when Xavier Johnson comes back for the Hoosiers. Yeah. I don't know. It's now back to back years he's been injured. So yeah, I think this is seven games in a row this year. So yeah. Thursday night, Penn State at Michigan State. Uh, I think Michigan State takes care of business there. Pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I, I know they've struggled. They even struggled against Indiana State. Indiana State's best player didn't even play for like a 12 minute stretch in the second half, and they were in a dogfight, but they found a way to win. Yeah. That's Indiana State's pretty solid. Um, They're good. Yeah. 11 yeah. and 2. And Mi- Michigan, uh, Minnesota at Michigan Thursday night. I like Michigan in that one. I do too. Uh, same thing can be said for Minnesota, as we said, for Nebraska or Indiana, if they want to be uh, thought of as maybe a potential. Uh, NIT team or even tourney team if they can win some games. Uh, Minnesota needs to get this one done, but I just don't mm-hmm. see it happen. Friday night, the long game, 8-30, Fox Sports 1. We've already talked about top 10 matchup, number 9, Illinois at number 1, Purdue. Yeah, uh, last year, great game. Illinois came back from, I think, 17 down or so at half. Took the lead with about three minutes left, and Purdue found a way to win uh, single digits against a uh, Illinois team that really struggled towards the end of the year. Uh, better Illinois team this year, and I even think without Shannon, they're better than they were last year. Um, however, with Shannon, I think this would have been a dogfight, and it would have been decided by you know ten points or less. Now, I just have a real hard time. Illinois is going to keep it within fifteen or twenty. I think it'll be uh, kind of a route. Yeah, I feel good about. I mean, it was in Champaign, which it will be later on in March. Um, I would feel different, but uh, being at Mackey, I feel pretty good about it. Um, yeah. And the get-in price the ball, that game, shooting the ball well so far. So. Yeah, the get-in price for that game is one fifty-five at this point. So I'm glad I grabbed tickets in oh, October yeah. when I did because being a non-student game, they were a lot cheaper than most of the other games. So yeah, yeah I'm glad I did that. Uh, Saturday, Rutgers at Iowa. The get-in price for this one is nine dollars. So that kind of shows <laughs> you the difference. Uh, give me Iowa though, mainly because they're the home home team. Nebraska at Wisconsin. That'll be an interesting one. Give me Wisconsin. I, I think they're pretty solid. Yep. 
and Ohio State at Indiana Saturday. Uh, Indiana's got to take care of their home games, and I think they do uh, in this one. I think they split this week. Have we picked a road team yet? Oh, Purdue, I guess, at Maryland. Purdue. Um, I think that's it, though. <laughs> uh, Sunday, Michigan at Penn State. Oh, man, I, th- I think I got to take the home team again. Give me Penn State. I'll take Michigan. I'll, I'll differ it up there. Uh, Maryland at Minnesota. That's a tough one. Give me Maryland. I'm taking the road team in that one. I'll take Minnesota and Michigan State at Northwestern. That's another tough one. Yeah, give me Northwestern. I'll take the Wildcats as well. As well. So um, let's see if there's any top 20, really high ranked top 25 matchups this week. I'm sure there is. Uh, let's say that now. Um, no. No. Number five, Connecticut's at Butler Friday night. I know Butler's not ranked, yep. but uh, Butler, uh, man, they choked hard against Providence last weekend. Uh, up late, up three late. You always foul up three. They didn't foul up three. A guy drills three at the buzzer, tie it, and then uh, Providence goes on like a, I don't know, they won by like 10 in overtime. So uh, Butler team's a lot better than they've been the past couple of years, but I think UConn takes care of business. Although they are without their best, not maybe not best player, but. Uh, one of their more important players, maybe their most important player in class. scorer, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think UConn gets it done, but uh, Hinkle Magic's a real thing. So, yeah. there's a ranked top 25 matchup on Saturday. Number nine, North Carolina travels to number 18, Clemson. Man, North Carolina, yeah, as you said, is ranked top 10. Um, Clemson's kind of been uh, one of the more surprises in the ACC. Um, give me Clemson. No I'll take Carolina. I'll, I'll differ from you. I couldn't tell you anything about either of them. Um, got Providence at Creighton, which my phone hasn't updated with the latest ranking, so I don't know if Creighton's still ranked or not. But it's twenty-five against twenty-two according to my phone. Yeah. T- uh, I mean, it was a tough road loss for them at Marquette. They lost by four. Uh, but uh, give me Creighton. Give me Creighton in that one. I will say Creighton as well. We got number 24, Ole Miss, Chris Beard, man. He's a good coach. And, and number six, Tennessee. Give me Tennessee. I will take the Vols as well. Yeah, final four, good. And I know Notre Dame's not good, but they had a big win They're, over Virginia. I'm out on Virginia. Any any way they upset number 16, Duke, at home on Saturday? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, this Virginia team is supposed to be pretty good, and they were ranked a couple times, but that is in an Absolutely atrocious loss for them. Yeah, they got. I mean, didn't just get beat. They just got yeah, slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. Did not see that coming. Yeah. So, so college hoops, like I said, conference play starts this week. It's uh, it's here, and we're mm-hmm. gonna get into getting the big run till March. So, yeah. uh, speaking of college sports, do you want to talk some college uh, football playoff here, real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, bowl games are meaningless anymore, and it's kind of disappointing because I used to love sitting. Ah, uh, me too, man. Games. Um, and now you just don't know who's starting or who's even playing at all. So I, I don't blame the players that are sitting oh, yeah. out for NFL considerations. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when I wish they could change the change the transfer portal up a little bit or something or the timeline, and maybe kids would still play in the Bulls. Or I saw Danny Cannell offered a suggestion: play Bulls uh, at start of season, the following <laughs> season. Yeah. Um, which, but if, unless they are meaningful. Why wouldn't kids still sit out of those? So yeah. unless they count, 
towards your season somehow. I don't know. I don't know how that would work, but it's an interesting yeah. proposition. Well, I mean, how many players from the previous team that makes the ball wouldn't even be on the team anyway? That's true. That's true. So, so um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there is an answer. They have way too many bowls, but they're not going to cut back because it's just money in yep. the pockets for everybody. And I mean, I would probably watch more bowl games today than I have oh, same. the whole rest of the season. Um, I watched yeah. a good majority of the Wisconsin LSU game. Watched a little bit of the Oregon Liberty game. Um, I may, maybe I put a uh, parlay out there. Maybe that's why I was watching today because I was bored. But uh, yeah, I used to watch all the bowl games. I mean, we 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 even in the past had a bowl contest for the Tan J Man Show, and I thought about doing it this year. Then I thought too hard to predict when guys are pulled yeah. out of bowl games two weeks prior, even a week prior to the bowl, and just not what they once were. I don't. It's like the whole college football system right now. It just seems broken, and a lot of things need fixed. Yeah, and Chip Kelly made a good point. There needs to be a college football commissioner because it's so yep. much different than any other sport in college yep. athletics. There needs to be a commissioner just over college football, so it's not like the Wild West. Right. Right. So, so something's got to change. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to get that change. Uh, college football playoff, though, Alabama and Michigan still 13 to 10, 10 minutes left in the third quarter, it looks like. I still think Alabama uh, wins that game. I'm going to take Michigan. I think uh, Harbaugh's uh, NFL aspirations um, dredge on for another week. I think, whoever, really, I, th- anyway. I think whoever wins this game wins the national championship. I agree. I agree. Uh, Texas and Washington. Texas is favored, which kind of surprised me. I like Texas to win the game, actually. Give me Washington. I'm I'm on the Michael Penix bandwagon, uh, mainly because it's funny to see former Indiana players doing well. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it would be I'd be interesting if Alabama and Texas were to win, it would get a rematch from game earlier yeah. this year. And if Michigan and Washington won, you get a it wouldn't be in the Rose Bowl, but you get a classic for the last time ever Big Ten versus Pac-12 matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then two former powerhouses, houses, Michigan and Texas, going up against each other as right. well. So that'd be kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, the, the crazy thing is, I think this is the worst Alabama team we've had in probably fifteen years, too. Maybe not fifteen years, uh, it, but uh, it, it would irk me if they go on to win the national title because mm-hmm. I think I think Georgia's the best team in the country still. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and they. That's why I'm excited for the twelve. Well, they did prove it, but Florida State was playing their fifth string quarterback. They had nine defense starters not playing, so. I, I hate the argument of people, well, see, Florida State didn't deserve to be in. Well, they weren't one of the best four teams, but that wasn't the whole argument I was putting out there. The argument I was putting out there was they did everything that was put in front of them, and then they got yep. penalized for it. Yep, so, that was wrong. And, of course, wrong. they had, you know, on the third-string quarterback, nine defensive players opted out. So yeah. you can't really take that game as, well, they shouldn't have been in anyway. They owe the committee an apology, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is the dumbest thing ever. But. 12 teams will be much better. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, but we'll still be arguing about the 12th team to get in. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect, but it'll be better than the four-team playoff. And really, the committee's lucky. It took 10 years or so for this scenario to finally happen Yeah, because it probably should have happened years ago. Yeah. Um, I have word association here for you. Uh, it is college football-related. Uh, college football playoff related, I should say. It is uh, notable players, or maybe not notable, but some of the highest-drafted players um, to come out of some of these teams uh, that have played in the title game. Starting with the only guy from, I don't even know what years this is, Jeff Hireman. Jeff Hireman, uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, was a Denver Bronco and didn't no, do a whole lot. 
Um, he was part of their Super Bowl team, and then I don't, I don't remember where he went after that free agency. And he's not in the NFL anymore. I can tell you that no. much. Yeah. So, uh, Marcus Mariota, Mariota, great college quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, high draft pick by the Titans, then floated around to the to the Raiders, then the Falcons. Now he's on the Eagles. Yep, I believe his backup. He's gonna be a journeyman backup, but a great college quarterback, fun to watch. Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kenyon Drake, yes, good running back. Um, I, is he still in the league? I want to say he's been bouncing up and down from the practice squad this year for somebody, but but yeah, good running back was never really never came off to me as he, that he was going to be the number one running back for for an NFL team, but he's always a good change of pace guy. Yeah, things like that. Um, yeah, good play though. Mike Williams. Mike Williams can't stay healthy for the Chargers. He can tell you that much, but good player when he is healthy. Um, maybe the, the name Mike Williams is cursed as a wide receiver. Because yeah, be. you remember Mike Williams from USC years ago. Taking about the to, same spot in the first round, too. Tried to jump pro a year early, didn't. Sat out, still got taken high. Uh, but no, when, when the Chargers, as much as I can't stand them, they get hurt more than any other team every year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Uh, yeah, good back. Um, another one that's hopped around the team uh, teams a little bit. Uh, another guy who's not a number one back, but another – I mean, anymore, if you're an NFL team and you don't have any other running backs to go with your number one back, you're not going to win many games. It's a stable by committee. You, you need two running backs, if not three running backs. Um, but, yeah, good player. Roquan Smith. Roquan, um, yeah, stud for Georgia. Stud for the Bears and traded the Ravens. Done pretty good there. Oh, he's been uh, a stud. He made a sick one-handed interception yesterday. Did he, did he? I did not see that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, remember Bears fans being uh, ticked off when yeah. they traded him. But at the time, they kind of had to because he wasn't going to sign back with them. Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams. I why why is I'm just blanking on that. Top five pick, uh, New York Jets, uh, defensive tackle. Oh, uh, okay. Well, play for the Jets. Yeah. That's probably why I'm blanking on him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Jets have a good defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 but I couldn't name you three Jets defensive players right now. Uh, Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins. Uh, man, I am struggling. Do not blank on him, man. I will be so upset if you blank on Christian Wilkins. No, I'm struggling where these guys played the college ball oh, in oh, my man. head. Uh, Clemson. Clemson, okay. All right. He was part of Dabo's. Was, was, um, is that where the, the previous guy played too? Okay. Cause they no, Quinn Williams was Alabama. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Dabo for years produced like all of his linemen would get drafted in the first round. Yeah. So, that one especially had like, I think four first round picks on it, including Wilkins and uh, Wilkins has turned into arguably the best defensive tackle in the AFC. Um, yes. Maybe, I know Ridley's a wide receiver for the Falcons dad. I know. I knew that after I was talking, but I was trying to play was, it off. Like I was honestly wondering what you're talking about. You know, I'm, 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 I'm correct. <laughs> I, I'm struggling. I, I, it's amazing to me. I call myself a big college football fan, and you throw these guys out there, and I forget yeah. whether they even play college because it's it's Alabama, Clemson, uh, yeah. Georgia. Throw throw in a random fourth team, maybe Ohio State, LSU here, Justin Jefferson. Ah, well, one of the best wide receivers in college college football at the time, and then in the pros with the Vikings. Guy makes stupid catches every week of balls that shouldn't be caught. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. LSU's a 
NFL wide receiver producing factory anymore. T. Higgins. Cincinnati Bengal. Um, another one. Uh, what, did he get drafted the same year? Uh, no, I think it was the year after. Okay. Maybe, maybe it was the same year. Okay. But uh, he's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, T. Higgins is, I mean, Boyd's the number one guy for the Bengals, but uh, Higgins is pretty good too. I mean, that catch and play he made against the uh, against the Steelers was just yeah. incredible. Uh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris, uh bust for my fantasy team this year. I think he's one of the worst uh, running backs in the NFL. Was, was a stud at Alabama. I thought he was a perfect fit for the Steelers and hasn't been all that great. Pete Werner. Pete Warner. Um Pete Warner. Pete Warner. Pete Warner. <laughs> I thought you struggled with this guy, but I didn't know. Uh, he was an Ohio State guy out of Indiana, though. That's why I put him on there. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Notre Dame, decommitted, went to Ohio State. Now he's a pretty good linebacker. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I remember him now. So, yeah. uh, last one here George Pickens. George Pickens. Um, where did he play? Where did he play college? Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Okay. So, yeah. Well, he's, I mean, Georgia, how many pro? I'd be interested to know how many pros they produced the last three years. <laughs> An absurd amount. Yeah. Absurd amount. But, I mean, yeah, he's been a good pro. Was good at Georgia, so good pick. Yeah, picking Pickens there. So I need to study up. That was a weak performance on my part. The word association to start this year. So guess what? I forgot to do this week. I for, I forgot to do my pick 'em points for the NFL. I'm just awesome. looking at it like, what happened? What happened? Awesome. I, I, yeah, I, I already won the season. Um, I yeah. will uh, I'll, you can, I'll get them to you. Uh, you can at least pick the team tonight. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick, I cannot believe I did that. But, uh, but the uh, that's all right. The uh, word, associ- word Association segment is brought to you by uh, Like It Was Every Week in 2023, Performer Prince You Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picket, or sales meeting in 2024, Performer Prince You Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Three winners, three losers. I don't know who starts. I think I start with winners, maybe? Or maybe I start sure. with Go for it. Uh, winners, LA Rams. They are in the playoffs. They got lucky against the Giants. That Mason Crosby's uh, very old leg. Yeah, he wasn't um, getting it there. He, he wasn't getting it there, but... Uh, and because of Seattle lost, the uh, Rams are in the playoffs uh, after I declared them done because they were bad early in the year. They were. Um, they make a lot out of a little on offense. Yeah, they do. Uh, Matthew Stafford's good at making his wide receivers better. Um, let's see here. Uh, number one winner, I got to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, man. Uh, they flexed their muscles yesterday and just put on a show. Um, I'm not putting anything out there, even though I do think they're the best team in the NFL because every time I start thinking that, Somebody yeah. falls, but uh, they look to be the one seed in the AFC. They're going to be a tough out. Yeah. Lamar has two five-touchdown games in his career and two perfect passer rating games in his career, and both have come against the Dolphins, which is why I texted our group. Uh, he's the scariest quarterback in the NFL to play. Uh, so he uh, he's a Dolphin killer, and he's from Miami too. So uh, My second winner, the Chicago Bears. Uh, they've looked really good down the stretch. Justin Fields look good, and they clinched the number one overall pick because uh, that terrible trade. Carolina Panthers made so a Bears are a winner for show. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my number two, helped by the officials, Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're unbeatable so far at home. 
things are lining up for them to make a run at that Super Bowl, something we haven't said since the mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, my last winner, Green Bay Packers went on the road, beat the Minnesota Vikings. They're right there. They could get in. Uh, Jordan Love had the best season, a quarterback, um, not the best season, the Packers quarterback, but his numbers uh, would be the best uh, quarterback season a Chicago Bears quarterback has ever had. So, it's insane, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it it's is. Uh, there's two teams I could go for my last winner. Um, but I'm going to go with the team that won Thursday night over the Jets, the Cleveland Browns, for clinching the playoff spot. They come out every week with more guys injured than they went in through the week with. Kevin Stefanski should win Coach of the Year. Joe Flacco's been unbelievable coming off the couch. And uh, kudos to them. I don't know if they're going to do damage in the playoffs or not, but kudos for them for making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, my number one loser... Uh, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. You got a home game. You take care of business here. You're going to win the South. You're going to be in the playoffs or most likely win South. You lay an egg. You were lucky to only lose 23 to 13. You got way behind against the Saints and probably going to be sitting at home now this year. Uh, my first loser, Miami Dolphins, and it's not because they lost. I don't even care how they lost. Um, Bradley Chubb out there, 30 point game. Yeah. Three minutes left, yeah. and he uh, tears his ACL for the second yeah. time in his career. Yeah. Uh, so now you're without uh, your top two pass rushers, arguably two of the better pass rushers in the NFL, Jalen Phillips, who also got hurt in garbage time against the New York Jets, and now Bradley Chubb. So Andrew Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Ogba have to step up. I will say the Dolphins' depth there is probably better than any team in the NFL because both those guys are pretty dang good. But uh, bad stuff. Don't think they're going to have Xavier Howard this week. Not sure on Waddle so, or Jerome Baker. So, uh, and three, three-fifths of their offensive lines hurt. So, uh, fun stuff. My number two loser, Philadelphia Eagles. You love, lost, lost a home game to the Cardinals. Even the Cardinals are playing better. Yeah, you've lost three of your last four, if not four of your last five. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely have issues. You're not winning your division now, probably. That's going to be the Cowboys. Um yeah, man. Uh, Arizona teams like going into Philadelphia and coming out with big wins. The Diamondbacks did against the Phillies, and now the Cardinals did against the Eagles. Uh, the NFL officials, um, that was a sham on Saturday night. And uh, how many times have I said, and that's probably going to be one of my bold predictions next week, that they need to hire full-time officials. They have they have full-time officials in the NBA, full-time umpires and officials in uh, Major League Baseball. They do not in the NFL, and the NFL revenue is so much higher than both. Uh, that they absolutely can afford it, and uh, it's starting to show because officiating has been putrid this year. Awful, just awful. My last loser, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> losing twenty six zero to CJ Beathard and the Jaguars, and your owner is on video what, with what joke. looks like throwing a drink on a fan. Yeah, so he is an absolute joke. No root. I mean, they are just a laughing stock and embarrassment yeah. from top to bottom. My final loser is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you can't lose a home game to Mason Rudolph. You just can't do it. But yeah. yep. All right. Well, let's get into the last week of Pick'em for the year. Hold up here. Uh, we got two Saturday night games this week, uh, starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Don't know. Ravens don't have anything to play for, so – I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think they get into the playoff. Well, it all depends on if the Dolphins beat the um, Bills. I'm taking the Steelers as well, just for those reasons. I think maybe the Ravens play guys a little bit, so they don't have to sit for 
you know, two straight weeks, mm-hmm. but they probably don't play them too much. Um, so I'm taking Steelers about four points. Yeah, big one, AFC South. It could be a win and you get in scenario, mm-hmm. depending on what happens. Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts. Good game. CJ Stroud back. Uh, I think the Texans are a little better. Give me the Houston Texans. I'm taking the Colts for nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of picking games. The ninth just kind of slot fell there, and I kind of had to stick with it. But um, Colts find ways to win, and more times than not, it's at home. Yeah. Battle for Ohio. Cleveland Browns, that's, that's another Bengals. Browns don't have anything to play for. Uh, they're locked into the fifth seed, so uh, give me the Bengals. I'm taking the Browns for seven. I know, I know they don't have much to play for, but I still think they play their guys majority of the time, um, especially a team that's not familiar with postseason play too often. Bengals are probably crushed. Uh, gave the Chiefs a fight, but couldn't get it done. Um, so give me the Browns for seven. Minnesota Vikings at Detroit Lions. Um, give me the Lions. I think, yeah, Vikings quarterback situation is bad. Yeah, it's very bad. Give me the Lions for 15. I'm pretty confident in that one. Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville needs it or they might miss the playoffs. Um, and I think they get it done assuming Lawrence is back. Yeah, I'm taking Jaguars for eight and they come out uh, win the AFC South. But a lot closer than probably should have been this year. <laughs> New York Jets at New England Patriots. Uh, two terrible teams. Give me the Patriots just because it's at home. Yep, I'm taking Patriots for six. Uh, they got two good defenses, but I think Patriots defense is even better than the Jets. So. Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints. Give me the Saints. I think I don't know if that puts the Saints in the playoffs. I but, think uh, it does. I think it does. Um, I'll be going for the Falcons because I don't think Derek Carr deserves to play in the playoffs. Uh, I'm taking the Saints for five at home. They're still pretty good at home. So uh, they're, they're going to be the uh, strongest of uh, the weakest division in the league. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Carolina Panthers. Give me the Bucs. I'm taking the Bucs for 14. No, like I said, the Panthers, Panthers are trash. Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. Give me the Packers. Until the Bears do it, I'm not going to pick them. That's exactly why I took the Packers for 12. Yeah. So. Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, give me the Raiders. Uh, both teams were eliminated. Um, I think uh, just because it's in Vegas and Denver doesn't win there very often. Denver hasn't beat uh, – Vegas has a seven-game win streak over Denver. That's bad. Just for that reason, I'm taking the Broncos to snap it and get their first winning season since night, since 2016. Yeah. Give me the Broncos, but for two. For, for two. And maybe Stidham goes nuts against his old team. Probably not. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at New York Giants. Uh, give me the Eagles. Uh, they, yeah, they're not going to win the division now, and that's pretty disappointing after the way they started. Ten and 11 and something like that. I'm taking not Eagles bad. for eleven, but I already hate it. I already hate yeah. that I put that many points on it. They have issues. Bird game here. Seahawks at Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. I think they went back to back games. I'm taking the Cardinals for one. I mean, Seattle's got to be down the dumps. Cardinals. Hey, yeah. we're going to try to win win another game, get some momentum going into the offseason. Kansas City Chiefs at L.A. Chargers. Uh, give me Chiefs. Chiefs I, don't don't think, I don't think the Chiefs have much to play for, but they'll still be better than the injured, riddled yeah. Chargers. Chiefs for 13. Uh, Rams at 49ers. Give me the Niners. Taking the Niners for 10. I don't really think either team has much to play for, yeah. but uh, give me the Niners. Uh, last two games here, Dallas Cowboys at Washington Commanders. Cowboys. Cowboys for 16 for me. And Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins. Uh, it will be a big one no matter what, but could be an absolutely huge one if, if uh, yeah. for the Bills, uh, for the Bills, if things fall over. Winner wins the AFC East. 
Dolphins need to win. Um, they're really good at home, and uh, if they don't win, they will go to Kansas City uh, in round one, so that's not ideal. Uh, but uh, this will be the J-Man's Book of Bridge of the Week. Um, I'm not just saying this as reverse psychology. Um, Josh Allen turns the ball over a bunch against everyone else. He is the greatest player in NFL history against the Miami Dolphins, and especially without Xavion Howard and without their two top pass rushers, I just don't think Dolphins will be able to get it done. So uh, give me the Buffalo Bills in that one. Uh, J-Man's Book brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis watching for Life Home Model Business Renters. Workers' Comp and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Email is watching at infb.com. And I am taking the Bills as well, but for three. I think it's going to be a good game. But uh, Bills are kind of starting to roll right now. I hate it. And the and the Dolphins um, are just starting to get injuries piling up and at the worst time. At the worst time. So the cursed, uh, cursed, uh, I tell you. But back to the birdie or bogey question. Let me pull it up here again. There's been five head coaches in NCAA football history who have coached a team to 14 or more bowl wins. Can wins. you name those five? Yeah, wins, wins, bowl wins. Oh man. Um Nick Saban. Nick Saban is one of the five. Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno is one of the five. Wins. The wins are throwing me off. Um, wins, 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 wins. Dabo? No, not Dabo's fine. Two shots to get a par. Uh, man. Ferentz? I don't think he's 114. No. He's a bunch. I have no idea. I'm embarrassed. Uh, don't be embarrassed. It is uh, Bobby Bowden? No, man. Bear Bryant oh. and Mac Brown. No, I would not have gotten Mac Brown. I should have gotten Bobby Bowden. Bear Bryant wouldn't have been on my radar. Thanks for watching the TNN Jamin Show in 2024. Have a fantastic week, everybody, and we'll be back at her next Monday.